Grace and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The festival of the Reformation is important. Now, it's not important because of our heritage, though that's nice. And it's not important because of Martin Luther, though we do certainly give thanks to God for him and for his work. The festival of the Reformation is important because the Reformation is all about bringing the gospel out of the darkness and into the light. It's important because knowing how you can be right with God is of the utmost importance. And though October 31st, tomorrow, marks the 505th anniversary of the posting of the 95 Theses, a far more important document for us is the Augsburg Confession, which was published in 1530. See, in the 95 Theses, Luther was kind of groping around, asking questions, trying to figure out what was true and what was untrue. But with the Augsburg Confession, they had been able to go back to the Scriptures and see exactly what does God's Word teach, and from that, to be able to put it very clearly, very plainly, so everybody can understand the truth. So listen to this truth from Article 4 of the Augsburg Confession. Our churches teach that people cannot be justified before God by their own strength, merits, or works. People are freely justified for Christ's sake through faith when they believe that they are received into favor and that their sins are forgiven for Christ's sake. By his death, Christ made satisfaction for our sins. God counts this faith for righteousness in his sight. Ah, but that's just boring theology, right? (laughs) Does getting theology right even matter? Well, of course it does. I've seen how it matters firsthand. I've seen people that are agonizing in this life because of bad theology and because of of things that they were taught about God that that were simply not true. And, And... The suffering that happens in this life is nothing compared to what is to come for those who don't know Christ. But today, I want to I let Jesus show you how important this central message of the Lutheran Reformation really is, that sinners are reconciled to God through faith in Jesus. Today, I'm not actually going to preach on any of the texts that you've already heard. Those are the texts that are appointed for the celebration of the Reformation. Instead, I'm going to preach on what the gospel reading for Pentecost 21 would be. So today is the 21st Sunday after Pentecost, if you have a lost count, right? Uh, the kids were like, well, you're, you're, not, you're not wearing green. You're supposed to wear green. It's been green forever, right? But it's red today because it's Reformation. But, but that text, that gospel text for Pentecost 21, it illustrates the importance of this message so well. That when I read it, I knew that's what we got to look at today. Now, it's a familiar account, but listen. Listen closely as if listening for the first time. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. 
So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And, if Je- and Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Ah, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was not somebody he wanted to be associated with. He was the chief tax collector in a high-traffic trade region. To become a tax collector for the Romans largely meant that you would be viewed as having turned your back on your own people for the sake of making a buck. You were quite literally trading relationships with other people, for cash. And you've heard about it before, right? Tax collectors became rich, in part, through legitimately carrying out the tax they had been given by the Romans. (laughs) But oftentimes, they became extremely rich by exploiting those same people. They often used their positions to twist arms and to overcharge, and then they just pocketed the extra. The Romans didn't particularly care if the tax collectors were abusing the system so long as they got their tax revenue. Well, today, Zacchaeus, that tax collector that nobody really wanted to associate with, he heard that Jesus was coming to town and he wanted to see him. Now, I wonder. You think Zacchaeus may have heard about the parable Jesus told that you heard about last Sunday? That parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector where the the tax collector prays, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And what does Jesus say? That man went down to his house justified. So Zacchaeus is thinking, well, this Jesus seems to have some kind of hope for me. And he wants to see this Jesus. Zacchaeus was hated by men, probably thought he was hated by God too, but he had to see this Jesus. And he couldn't get through the crowd to get to Jesus, and he was, he was small, <laughs> so he couldn't see over the crowd to see Jesus, so he runs on ahead and he climbs up into a tree. By the way, there's not a lot of dignity in that, is there? <laughs> you ever thought about that? Like... Here's this grown man. He's going to climb up into the tree so he can try to just see Jesus. And here comes Jesus. Zacchaeus just wants to see him as he passes by. But here's the thing. Jesus didn't pass by. He got to Zacchaeus and he looked up at Zacchaeus and he spoke. Now I wonder, I wonder what old Zac might have been thinking that Jesus was about to say, you know? Is this going to be a scolding? Is this going to be a lecture? Is Jesus going to point up at me and say, oh man, look at this guy. 
This is exactly what you don't want to be like. Look and learn from this. This is exactly the example of what not to do. Well, this is what a lot of people think Christianity is about. Christians wagging their fingers at other people about their sin. And no doubt, sin is a serious issue. It's so serious that the Son of God had to become man in order to take care of the problem. But by and large, by and large, most people know they got a problem with sin. Maybe they won't admit it, but they know it. Jesus, though, he gets, he gets to Zacchaeus and he doesn't stop and lecture and he doesn't scold him and he doesn't use him as an object lesson for some morality teaching. Jesus gets to Zacchaeus and what does he do? He invites himself over for dinner. <laughs> Jesus invites himself over to Zacchaeus's house. Jesus doesn't wait for Zacchaeus to invite him. He invites himself. And boy, isn't that how faith works? This is exactly what we confess in the uh, explanation of the third article of the creed. I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. See, God doesn't wait for our invitation. Rather, here's Jesus seeking and saving the lost. I love how Bogart summarizes this account. He writes, The story of Zacchaeus is sometimes told as a description of a little man who has an inferiority complex healed. This is hardly the point of the story. The central motif is apparent. Jesus seeks the lost. Jesus, who came to seek and to save the lost, called Zacchaeus. And he calls him to faith. Zacchaeus, believing, scurries down, and he receives Jesus joyfully. And this seems to really, really upset the crowd. They knew what kind of man Zacchaeus was. They couldn't stomach Jesus hanging out with a, a rotten sinner like this. How could you hang out with somebody like this, Jesus? How could you let somebody like that become one of your disciples? You know, when we start to think like that, that's a sign that we truly think our own righteousness does contribute to our salvation, isn't it? We should rejoice that Jesus called Zacchaeus to faith and ate with him and welcomed him as a disciple because you know what that means? That means there's hope for us sinners as well. When we understand that salvation is by grace through faith, you know what? There's nothing but joy when you see somebody come to faith. Sure, they're going to they're gonna bring their own sinful baggage. We've all got it. But Jesus has paid for it all. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. What did he say? I came not for the righteous, but for sinners. Not for the healthy, but for the sick. Thanks be to God. Because we qualify. Now, having been brought to faith, Zacchaeus is changed. He has a new heart. The Augsburg Confession speaks to this as well. It says, Our churches teach that 
faith is bound to bring forth good fruit. Well, Zacchaeus was now a believer in Christ, and the fruit follows. He chose to give half of his goods to the poor, and if he had defrauded anybody, he says, you know what, I'm going to go over and above. I'm not just going to restore to them what was theirs. I'm going to give them fourfold back because I don't ever want to cheat anybody again. Zacchaeus doesn't do this in order to try to earn God's favor. He doesn't do this because, well, maybe if I do enough good things, then maybe I can be right with God. But he does this because God has already shown him his favor. As a forgiven sinner with a new heart, Zacchaeus shows mercy as he has received mercy. He loves as he's been loved. He seeks to act justly. Why? Well, because he's been justified in Jesus. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. That's the message of Jesus, isn't it? And because that's the message of Jesus, it's the message of the Lutheran Reformation. It's our message. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. And through faith in him, you're no longer distant from God. You're no longer isolated. You're no longer separated. You're brought near. You're a child of God. And Jesus sits down and he eats with you and he's going to welcome you into his everlasting banquet in heaven. As the great hymn says, salvation unto us has come by God's free grace and favor Good works cannot avert our doom. They help and save us never. Faith looks to Jesus Christ alone, who did for all the world atone. He is our one redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.